If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great, I ain't in hard talk. It's Kev Lewin's decent to sandbox. Since the Sandbox fans, we have a very special episode today. This is the most people we're having on our show. We have five total people yeah. here. You have myself, we got Lou, we got Kev, and we're also joined by Matthew Toro and Mike Scarpa. Welcome to you guys. Shout out for being on the Woo! show. Guys, today we're going to be talking about our NFL Honors final predictions and I think everyone's going to have some crazy answers. Before we get into this, guys, please go and check out our Fantasy Football Award show. We just did our first Fantasy Awards. was really cool getting to do that. Hear the different answers. Some MVPs, most annoying players, rising stars, one-year wonders. And everyone loves talking about players that they were right about. No one likes talking about players they were wrong about. We gave you guys both. And also, head over to our YouTube to check out our Parlay of the Week. Enough of me talking. Let's get in to our picks. We're not going to start off with the MVP. I know we usually do. But what we will do is we're going to start with our our rookies, all right? So, our rookies, I mean, I feel like this could be a little bit obvious, so we'll do the defensive side first. Is there anybody that would suggest a defensive player other than Micah Parsons for Defensive Rookie of the Year? Nope. Nope. I mean, unanimous. Wow. Yeah. First, category, first one, unanimous. unanimous. Wow. I mean, I just, I feel like that was Shout the easiest one. So we can get that one out of the way. Micah Parsons actually had an all pro season, was drafted as a, a middle linebacker, Lou, when we were doing our draft coverage. Yeah. And then they switched him to the defensive end, defensive line with the injury to De- Demarcus Lawrence. And I mean, it absolutely clicked right away. And Micah Parsons there, I mean, this is someone that's going to be a dominant force chasing down whoever the quarterback will be for the Giants next year for years to come, sadly. But offensive rookie of the year, this is where I think it gets a little bit interesting. And I want to start with our guest first. You guys care to share your offensive rookie picks? All right. This is obviously debatable. I don't think it's a bait. It's a debate in my mind. Mac Jones, easy, hands down. <laughs> I know Jamar Chase had a hell of a year, but for Mac Jones to come into the season and do what he did, man, I just think it's, you know, that's yeah. enough said. No, I'm going to have to go with Mac Jones, too. Obviously, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of bias for me, you know, with the being a Patriots fan and everything. I just think the way he came in, you know, the way he held that veteran presence, even though he is a rookie, kind of commanded the respect of the team, you know, put up good numbers as well. It's not like, you know, he was just kind of being carried. Like, you know, he made everyone around the team better. I think that's something that I know probably – you know, can't really see on the field, but I think that's kind of what separates him from Jamar Chase for my vote for rookie. I like it. All right, so this one's up for debate. I mean, you got Mac Jones, you got Jamar Chase. Statistically, I'm sure people would probably argue Jalen Waddle as well and Devontae Smith. But when it comes down to impact, I do think Mac Jones and Jamar Chase had the most impact for their teams as rookies. I will give a little spoiler alert. All right, I do have more pa- Patriots on this list than I do Bills. I'll give you wow, that. that's a first. <laughs> but it's definitely not at this one. I'm going with Jamar Chase for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I second that motion. I'm also going with Jamar Chase, so I'm sorry, uh, Patriot fans. I don't think you guys are wrong for having Mac Jones in. I do think that there's still a fair chance that it goes to Mac Jones, and the reason why I say that is we know how these awards go. The MVP is typically a quarterback one award, and honestly, Offensive Rookie of the Year is usually a quarterback one award as well. Um, We've definitely seen some instances. I know Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley both won Rookie of the Year as New York Giants. But I do think Jamar Chase is very dominant 
in the way that he can win one-on-ones. I mean, it's crazy. That Bengals offense is absolutely lethal. And getting into our defensive play of the year. This is actually a sad conversation for me because the record, Michael Strahan's single season sack record was officially tied. Now, I'm happy it wasn't broken because there was some clear debate that TJ Watt was credited, was not credited a sack when he possibly could have been to get 23 sacks instead of 22 and a half. But I am going to give TJ Watt my defensive player of the year. I know there was a whole extra game, but TJ Watt was an absolute dominant force leading the NFL in, with 22 and a half sacks. He also had some of the most pressures in the league, the most hurries in the league, and tackles for loss. So that just goes to show you that he doesn't just do it in the passing game, but he also does it every single down. TJ Watt, defensive player of the year. Yeah, easy. Next. <laughs> yeah, I go TJ Watt too. Any Trayvon Diggs? I was debating Diggs, no. but if you can't, the whole, I know he led the league in interceptions, but he also had the most yards given up. So like, can't, can't give it to him. You know Matt I mean? and Mike? It's counterproductive. You guys? Yeah. I have to, I have to, what am I, third, fourth Fifth. on TJ Watt? Fourth. Yeah, yeah fourth. I, have to, I also have to agree. Yeah, I have to say TJ Watt too. I think that's almost pretty obvious. Wow. No so, Matthew Judon, huh? <laughs> so two, yeah. two defensive Four. players here. <laughs> two defensive players here. Two defensive awards. Defense is, is yeah. something that we agreed about. I will say Trayvon Diggs, 11 interceptions is really impressive. But when you let up the most double moves, let up the most yards against, and some of the most touchdowns given up, um, I feel like that all comes to be viewed as part of your responsibility in the cornerback game. I want to get into the Offensive Player of the Year, but I do think that there will be some debate with this. Our guest, why don't you guys kick it off with Offensive Player of the Year? For Offensive Player of the Year, I mean, I, I think, you know, based on stats, probably have to go Cooper Cup with that one. I think that, you know, 1,900 receiving yards or however close he was to 2,000 is ridiculous. You know, he was Absolutely. a tri- triple crown winner, only the, what, the fourth person to do that since the NFL started. You know, that stuff's pretty impressive, hard to overlook, so I think, you know, you got he's an obvious pick for Offensive Player of the Year for sure. Yeah, he definitely is, Mike. There you go. <laughs> Mike, Mike, the broadcaster, <laughs> offensive player of the year. This is a tough one. I'm gonna go with Joe Burrow. Are you? I am. Wow. wow. To to carry his team to the playoffs and you know come back from that injury. I just think it's a job well done all around for him. Yeah, I'm going with Cooper Cup too. It was between him and Jonathan Taylor for me, and I know. Probably shouldn't base it on this, but I do base it on, you know, regular season success, and the Rams had more. And I know that's not Jonathan Taylor's fault, but when it's that close, you got to take all factors in. So that's the only reason I gave it to Cooper Cup. But I think I think Jonathan Taylor's just as deserving. But you got to pick one, so I'm going with Cup. If the Colts made the playoffs, would that change your decision? Um, Probably, honestly. Wow. But really? That's interesting. It is what it is. I mean, Lou. That's not any Colts here. Yeah, no, represent just, the Colts, Lou. No, I gotta I, pick one, so that's why I decided. I'm giving it to JT. I mean, most touchdowns, most rushing yards, most scrimmage yards, and then I think they were what nine and one when he went for a hundred yards. I think I think they were undefeated when he won. They lost uh, the last the Raiders game. game. Oh damn! They lost the Raiders game. That that he had to get like one oh eight. And they yeah. lost, but still, he did everything. And just the fact that, like, if it wasn't for him, that offense goes 
absolutely nowhere but backwards. Yeah, probably. You know and, what I mean? And Lou, while we're it's on all the, him, while we're on the conversation, what's your what's your sense of of comfortableness or comfort with with Carson Wentz going into next year? And what's the what's the thought for the off season? Three out of ten. Three out of ten. Three out of ten. That's it. You stick it out another year. If it doesn't get better, you still have all the young players there. Then you look in the draft or. You get someone in free agency. Now, it's going to be interesting, and I'm excited to talk about that once we get more focused into the offseason. I do have to double down with Mike and Kev, though. I do have to say Cooper Cup. Listen, like I said, I, I a lot of respect for Jonathan Taylor. And this, Luke, do you think that this is his best season? I mean, obviously, to date, it's his best season. But do you think we could still see a little bit more from him? Yeah, I think so. Just because there were a lot of games where, like, Reich didn't hand him the ball. Like, they won a whole third quarter versus the Ravens without handing him the football. Yeah. And, like, that can't happen. Yeah. So, I think it could be better. And if they had a better passing game, I, I definitely think it opens it up. Because he, he could have caught for more than 300 yards, I think. Uh-huh. No, and I think I think it's interesting, too, if the Colts get a better start to the season, what, what would yeah. really happen there. And no um, O-line injuries as well. That's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, Cooper Cup for my Offensive Player of the Year. For Comeback Player of the Year, I'm going to have to take Matt's Offensive Player of the Year. I do have Joe Burrow here. Um, I know that there's a lot of interesting names that you can have for Comeback Player. I know that there's some conversations there for Dak um, and some other plays that you guys might have. But I will say that Joe Burrow winning a playoff game, taking his team from a top 10 pick in the NFL to a top three most lethal offense, I mean, I think that has a a lot to do with him specifically. So, Joe Burrow, comeback player of the year. I second the motion. I third that motion. Wow, huh? Comeback player of the year. I want to give the nod to Dak. Although they're in a horrible division, they went to the playoffs. I mean, he had a brutal injury. That was brutal. He got it done, came back, you know, made it happen. Although they can't get past the first round of playoffs, but... Dad. He ain't Alex Smith, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with Matt. You know, just to you know, not make it unanimous. I have to you know go with Dak. I think, like you said, that injury was horrible. For him to come back and consistently play the way he did all season was, you know, was something that might not be done again for a while. So you know, I got to give that to him. Yeah, and I mean, the Cowboys' offense was still one of the best offenses in the NFL, right up there with the Bengals. You know what I mean? Uh, interesting to hear that Zeke played a lot of the season, majority of the season with a PCL tear. That's definitely interesting to hear. Now, we have two more awards. We have Coach of the Year, which I'm sure our two guests are excited to talk about, and our MVP. So, Mike, why don't you start us off with our Coach of the Year? Again, for me, that was going to be obvious. I have to go Belichick, being a a big Pats fan. But obviously, just looking at the stuff that he did, you know, from the team we had last year, which was, you know, absolutely horrendous. He took this this horrible roster we had. He overhauled in the offseason, got us all these, you know, shiny new toys to play with. And uh, just... To consistently, you know, go out there, compete with some of the better teams. Obviously, there was weeks where the team didn't show up, but, you know, I feel like he was always giving them the right game plan, putting them in the right position to succeed, especially with a rookie quarterback. I mean, you know, with a lot of inexperienced players, so I'm going to have to go with Belichick. Mike, what was the most impressive thing that happened for the Patriots this year? Was it, you know, finding the rookie quarterback? Was it a lot of the offseason additions? Was it, you know, just be- making it to the playoffs? What was the most impressive thing you think happened this year? I think just, like I said, being like being competitive, you know. Obviously, we didn't win the division, but we made the playoffs. You know, we don't talk about that game. A but, game away, yeah. right? A game away. Exactly. Like we were, you know, we were. The division <laughs> was in our hands. You know, we were, you know, what like one or two games away from the division. From like we were the one seed for a while. I think just being able to compete, you know, at a high level with the rest, with some of the other powerhouse teams in the AFC, which was such a well balanced conference. I think that was just the most impressive part of the season. Absolutely. 
Matt? I'm going to have to go ahead and second that. What Bill does with the players that he has is just, you know, you can't even speak on it. It's just, it is what it is. You see it with your own eyes, and Bill Belichick is the best. <laughs> All right. Kev, you were going to say Bill Belichick's the best? So I told you guys <laughs> I had uh, more pats on this list than Bill's. Got Bill B as the coach of the year. Okay. Wow. I do. The Bill fan. I do. I got Bill B as the coach of the year. And, you know, I was the first one back in August and September saying there's no te- there's no way this team gets 10 wins. There's no way they even get eight or nine wins. And they come out and they get 11 wins. And they give the Bills, you know, a pretty damn good run for the division. You know what I mean? And the Bills are more established than the Pats are at this point in time. So, that was impressive, but I think, yeah, I think the 11 wins is what's most impressive for me with Bill B because the way their schedule was set up and just, you know, the pieces they had, and they had good pieces, but like Mike and Matt said, very, you know, inexperienced rookie quarterback. For them to come out and get 11 wins and almost win the division and still be a favorite for the Super Bowl, you know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy, so I, I got to give Bill B coach of the year. Yeah, I would have. But the last two times you played the division rival, like your side of the football got eaten alive and they couldn't even force a punt in a playoff game. Like imagine that you have this dominant defense and he couldn't scheme together anything to stop them. Not yeah, once on a, on a on a third on a third playthrough. You know what I mean? Like that's whatever why everyone thought the Pats would win, because it was the third game. You're gonna play Bill three times a year. Do you think that difference is Mac Jones more than Bill Belichick? Or? No, I, I think it's fake. Okay. I think it's fake. There's this every game's different. Yeah. Like playing someone twice in like two or three weeks when you play them on a bye, it's a little different. But uh-huh. they played three times and the third one's a playoff game. And yeah. One team clearly has the better QB, so like it, yeah. it's just different, man. And I thought he should have done a better job at the end of the season, but I give it a Vrabel. It just they finished the one seed. No Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill's. Going to the retirement home soon. <laughs> Julio Jones was with crutches half the time. AJ yeah. Brown had his crutches half the time. Uh-huh. So I, I just have to give it to him. There's no way they should be the one seed, and I still can't explain it. No, listen, Lou, I'm, I'm doubling down with you. When, when Kev was talking about New England, you know, I, I didn't know if he was possibly hinting at Rabel or going the Belichick route. And either is fine. You know, Belichick, you could also argue, is very deserving of Coach of the Year, but. Kev, when you said that the Titans are going to win 14 games before the season, I never would have thought it would have happened without Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, or A.J. Brown. They won games through special teams and defense, and they didn't even have the best talent at those positions. That's extremely impressive, and that's all because of what Vrabel has done in Tennessee. Yeah, Vrabel has turned that team from a consistent bottom seven football team to Lou. Like, I hate to say it, but arguably on top of that division almost every single year. Yeah, easily. So, you know, I got to give him some credit, the talent that he did that with this year. And, you know, I'm sure he's going to have the opportunity to draft a quarterback. I'm sure he's going to get the opportunity to get some more defensive playmakers better than Harold Landry. You know what I yeah. mean? If you can get a, de- a a Boston College defensive lineman to get you 12 and a half sacks, I think that's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Mike Vrabel. And now we can get on to our big award, our MVP. I'm dying to know who you guys have for MVP. I'm going to start it off. 
And I don't know if this has ever happened back to back, but I am going to say Aaron Rodgers deserves the MVP. Throughout the year, I argued Brady. I argued Lamar. I even argued Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup to a point. I just think when it comes down to it, what Aaron Rodgers did consistently was have the most dominant in unison team. What LaFleur has done with the Packers and what Aaron Rodgers has done for the Packers has been incredible. And I think it would be sad if this is Aaron Rodgers last season. But if it is, I hope it ends up with a Super Bowl for him. Yeah, I give it to Rodgers, no doubt. I mean, what was it? 34 touchdowns and what, four picks, three picks? Three picks yeah. Crazy passer rating, the best record in the league. And put it this way, like the bet, they had a, a tough schedule all season. He wasn't even there for the Chiefs game. And look what happened. They put up like six points. Yeah. Without him, so just to think they would have had another win on their record, and another week closer to clinching the division in the one seed. Man, he he just did it all, and it, just to show his attitude to like actually not be like dramatic about the mm-hmm. whole thing, and even with the vaccine drama, like on yeah. top of that, it's it's just crazy how he still did this all. And absolutely, I don't know. I hope Rogers gives us one more year in Green Bay, so we can see Pat's Green Bay in Green Bay. He's coming to Lucas <laughs> Oil, man. <laughs> the Colts. <laughs> I'd cry. If I could take playoffs thus far into consideration, I would have, but I didn't. So I'm going with Aaron Rodgers as the MVP. If I could take playoffs into consideration, Josh Allen would have had it locked in the bag. Oh, my God. I just want to say I'm disappointed (laughs) because all three of you are wrong. (laughs) If this man does not win MVP, the NFL is against him, and that is just simple. That man is Tom Brady. What he did and what he's doing at his age is just unspeakable of like it's just is this brady's last year no it's not and he's gonna just get better from here and it's just crazy that he isn't the clear favorite for not even be brady's so, last team so do you do you think that godwin is is a buck next year and and they're another super bowl contender i think whether godwin's a buck or not they're a super bowl contender contender wow all right because my man mike evans man you know that <laughs> yeah out for that boy Going for nine. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Matt. Obviously, again, you know, huge Tom Brady fan, as expected. But I think what he's doing at his age so consistently, like even with all the injuries, like Godwin going out, Fournette going out, Gronk missing games as usual, he's still consistently putting up, you know, two, two to 300 yards a game, putting up, what, like 43 touchdowns this year, 5,000 yards. But he has Antonio Brown. Yeah, I don't know. Like, with all, like, the, you know, the, the adversity they faced, you know, it, the way like they can still continue to win games, to win the division, to you know, play well in the playoffs, you know, throwing touchdowns to what was it, Cyril Grayson, whoever that yep. is, you know what I mean? Like I think yep. that's hard to overlook. I think, I mean, obviously he's been doing that for so long, but I feel like even at forty-four, like he should be slowing down. He's showing no signs of that, so I think it's obvious that he takes the MVP. I have a question for the two of you, and whichever one of you that wants to answer it first is perfectly fine. If Tom Brady does win their Super Bowl. Will you say he had a more impressive career as a Buccaneer than a Patriot, doing this at 43 and 44 years old? I mean, I, I don't know if that's true. I mean, I'm I mean, asking. How, I just want to know you your compare, opinion. You know, like two years to 20. You know, I think that what he's done obviously is one of the most impressive things a quarterback has or will ever do with the Bucks. But like, I don't know, 20 years, how many AFC championships, how many divisions, how many Super Bowl appearances? I think that. No, oh, yeah, that still takes takes a little bit of a weight over the Bucks I, career. Listen, now. that's fine. I'm just just curious. Yeah, I I also don't think what he did in New England can ever be matched or topped. I don't think Patrick Mahomes will ever do what he did or Oof. does. 
Oof. I'm not he sold. won't. I'm not even sold that this is Brady's last team yet. Yeah. Uh, no, he's not leaving no, Florida. He's not leaving Florida. Oh, oh man. He's, he likes San Fran might need a quarterback real soon. <laughs> he might All go back to the homeland. I hope the Niners and Jimmy G can go into Lambeau and beat Green Bay. And Tampa can also win so we could see Jimmy G and Brady play against each other. I don't even think it would be a competition. So for better TV, I'd like to see Green Bay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. But Jimmy G being Brady's wingman for however long. He wasn't he was. his wingman. Hoy is more of his wingman. Yeah, true. Then. But I just want to see him shut Jimmy G up. Pretty much is what I'm saying. Nice. Jimmy G's career is done after this year, anyway. Guy stinks. Yeah. I'm saying if he is. Guy nah, he'll be in Houston next season. Yeah, Come right. on. With no. Casario. Yeah. I would, honestly, I would have given Brady the thing, but like when you look at it, like, dude, just look at Raw. Like, who the, who's he thrown to besides Devontae? They brought back R- Randall Cobb as the secret weapon. Alan Lazard. Horrible. Who? Who is that? I, I'd rather who are these guys? Brady than Lazard. Valdez Scanley. Brady's uh, throwing to mental case AB. No, I know. I'm I'm just saying, like, Rodgers did the same thing. But that was Brady's recruiting, so you can't, like, fault him for that. Well, I mean, no one expected AB to, like, walk off the field. Like, you can't (laughs) predict. Brady can't predict that. So, like, I don't know. But you got to think, like, I don't know. Who 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 was their tight end now that Robin Tanyan's gone? Would you even notice Robert Tanyan was gone? Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Who's he throwing to? All of a sudden, A.J. Dillon's a great weapon. Who's the last dude from B.C. to be good at, 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 at like that, dude? Lua banged up Bakhtiari. No yeah. Corey Lindsley. What's his name? Jair Alexander didn't play half the season. What, and yeah, absolutely. Tom Brady is Guys. That's going to wrap things up for our NFL Honors Final Predictions. We had two guests on for this episode for the first time, so welcome to you guests. First of the experience, so hope you guys enjoyed that. we got a lot more coming to you guys from Since the Sandbox. Go and check out our Parlay of the Week over on our YouTube. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share. Also, make sure you're showing some love on social media at Sandbox. And five-star review because we deserve nothing less. See you guys later. Peace out.